This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Gang, welcome. You're Saltwater Guy with another phenomenal podcast for you today. Thanks for joining us. We should have a really good time today. It's Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. We'll be talking about Promar throughout the show today, and... Uh, we're really going to get deep into this whole tipping thing because it's a huge, huge topic. It's all over Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, bloody decks. Everybody's got a opinion about tipping. So today's show is going to kind of be about the proper way to tip in, in the United States of America. And if you're going out on a sport boat or you're going out on a charter boat or you have your own personal boat and you go to the bait barge fuel dock and all the different places and all the different things that are involved in tipping in Cal in America and tipping on a sport boat and tipping on your private boat, tipping. Everything's about tipping. My family, my whole family's been in the industry of uh, taking care of other people our whole lives. And uh, it's a, it's a service industry that we're involved in and the service industry doesn't pay the kind of wages that normal jobs pay. So when you get into that, then it start you start to rely as a as a hospitality person, as a server, or as a uh, charter boat captain or deckhand. You start to rely on your tips because of the wage doesn't match the work. And we're not taking anything again away from anybody. I know everything is super expensive right now. I know that the whole world is gone up dramatically in the last two and a half years. I understand that I'm with you all. And I know that the charter boat prices are mind boggling and, and your sport boat prices are mind boggling. But gang, something you have to remember is all this fishing stuff, as far as going out on a boat or going out on a, or going out on your private boat or going out on someone else's boat or chartering a boat, this whole thing is about the price of fuel. That's why these prices have gone up so dramatically. I don't know if you've noticed the price of fuel at all in the last two and a half years, and I, but it has gone up dramatically. So therefore, the price of the trip goes up dramatically. You got to remember the people that are working on the boat, the charter boat, sport boat, all those people, their prices have gone up dramatically too, and they have to pay for the fuel to get get you out to the fish. They have to pay for the gas in their cars. All this stuff 
Those of you that don't understand tipping, we're, that's what we're talking about. Those of you that do understand tipping, kick back, relax, and enjoy the show and, and understand that what you're doing is right. But we need to talk about this because I was reading a thing today on Facebook of a guy talking about going out on a charter boat. I know, you know, sport boat, excuse me. And uh, he had a the crew. He said how great the crew and everybody worked really hard. And he had a really good time, but he there, there was no fish. They didn't catch any fish. So he thought to teach them a lesson since they didn't catch, even though they, he talks about what a great job they all did and everything else. He has to come up and say, yeah, I tipped very, very little. I normally tip 33%. I, I tipped less than 10% this time because we didn't catch anything. Gang, I want you to stop and think about this for a minute. When the fish are biting wide open, when you open your eyes and as a sport boat captain or a charter boat captain, first thing in the morning, we wake up to full speed fishing. Do you think it's easier for me or for any captain when we catch fish right away in the morning and, and our day is made? Or do you think it's easier when we drive around all day staring at our pherometer and staring at our sonar and staring out in our gyro stabilizing binoculars and trying to find fish? Do you think it's easier when we're catching fish? Or it's easier when we're hunting for fish. It's it's very, very, very easy to figure this out. We work way harder when they're not biting than when they're biting. When they're biting, it's easy. We know how to catch them. That's our job. We know how to catch them. We know how to catch them as good as anybody. When they're not biting, and you spend from the second that, you get on the boat until the second you get off now with the nighttime bluefin and everything. We spend pretty much the whole time you're on the boat looking for fish to catch, working our butts off, getting hardly any sleep. I know what those of you that are leaving, oh, you shouldn't do that if was one to tip. No, I'm trying to explain to you. This is how the profession works. You go to a bar or restaurant tonight, you walk into that bar or that restaurant. When you leave, you are already in your mind. In your mind, you've already set up to tip them 20% or 15% at the least. That's already in your mind. You knew that walking into the bar or the restaurant. When you go out on a sport boat or you go out on a charter boat or you go out on your friend's boat, and pay, or excuse me, a boat that you paid to go on, you most people don't even realize that the guys that are doing this for a living are making minimum wage or less if there's problems and you're stuck out in there and there's all kinds of other things happening on the boat. It is a service hospitality industry, just like a bar or a restaurant. And everybody has no problem understanding how to tip at a bar or a restaurant. And why is that? Because you were taught by your parents or by your uncles or your aunts or somebody. I remember the first time I went to restaurant with my dad and we got done eating breakfast in the morning in San Clemente and we went to leave and he left $2 sitting on the table. And I grabbed the $2 and I gave it back to him when we got into the car. And he was like, oh no, no son, 
that's for that guy that got us our breakfast and brought us our coffee and da 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 da. And I was like, huh? I didn't understand that. But then he said, no, son, what we do for a living, taking people fishing, it's all related around tipping. We only understand if you had a good time by the amount of money that the people would tip. And I would be like, oh, okay. I understand now. I'm starting to understand. And then I'd ask him, well, what's, what's the difference between what is the deal? What do we tip? How do we tip? And then start to explain that to me. And he told me that when we got out on the boat that morning and it was the some fun he was running, he said, listen, son, I'm, I'm the captain, but I own the company. So what I do for the people that work for me, I don't take any of the tip money. But on a normal trip, son, here's what's going to happen. The captain, then the three deckhands normally, one's going to be cooking and the other two are going to be working on the deck. There's four people on the boat. So if we tip them a dollar, each one of those mates and the captain each gets a quarter. I'm all, okay. So now I'm starting to understand, Dad. So now there's 60 people on the boat, Pops, and they're all going to give us a dollar. And he said, well, I hope so. And this was in 1966, 1967. He said, that would be great if we got a dollar from each of them, son. And I said, well, how do you do that? How do you get that dollar, Dad? How, how do we get the dollar from those people? He goes, you treat them like they're family. You treat them like they're, the, they're, they're your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle. You tr- make sure that they have the very best trip they could possibly have out on the boat. And then if they catch some fish, that's an added extra bonus. But that had nothing to do with the way we treated them. So I was like, okay. He said, so if they need a hook tied on, they need their line untangled, they need their fish taken off, they need to talk, they need their drag, you're right there with them. I said, Dad, there's 60 of them on the boat. He says, yep. And we take care of each and every one of them exactly the same. And we make sure that they understand that this is the the greatest crew they've ever been with. The fishing part, son, he told me the fish, we can't control the fish. We can't. But we can control the service that we provide on the boat when the people come on our boats. And at the time, he had four boats off the San Clemente Pier. So I was like, okay. So we can't control the fish. And that was something that I needed to understand as a young man. That I cannot control what we're going to catch today. That's just absolutely no way that I can control what we're going to catch. But I can control the way that the people that are on the boat are taken care of. So that from that point forward, I understood my father's father's outlook on the industry and how he went about his daily grind, taking people fishing for a living. My father prided himself on never allowing the passengers to take their own fish off. That was just part of his deal. He would tell them, you can take your fish off when you go out on your boat. When you're with us, we take your fish off for you. That's part of our service. If they needed a bait put on their hook, most people want to hook their own bait. He would stand back and let them try to hook their own bait. But we would spend the time teaching them how to tie, to hook on their baits, tying on hooks, tying on weights, 
making sure that everybody on the boat understood what was going to happen today and how it was all going to unfold and how we were going to try to do our very best to make sure that they caught some fish. But besides that, we're going to make sure that you have the greatest day you've ever had on a boat. And my father did that for a very, very long time at a very, very high level. He owned Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in, San, in Dana Point. Before that, he had the boats off the San Clemente Pier. There's a lot of really good, talented captains and deckhands up and down the California coast that all started their careers out working for my father. But I'm trying to tell you this so I can t try to get you to understand about this tipping thing. This is a different animal than the restaurant or bar. If you think about it like this, well, it's hard to, Dennis, it's hard to put the uh, fuel charge on when you have such a volatile thing going on here where the price of fuel goes up and down every single day. It's hard to get in front of that. It's super gnarly. It's, but that's not what we're talking about today. That's a different show. That'd be for the bring it up tomorrow on the show. You ask me a question. We'll talk about that all day, every day. Not that I know anything about it. My family only owns nine sport boats, whale watch boats. So we're just do our very best to try to answer these questions. But today we're talking about tipping. I'm just trying to tell you all this to bring you into what we don't expect. None of us expect to tip. That is not how these sport boats operate this is not how the charter boat industry operates we don't expect anything from you but if we go and do our job which is to make sure that you are so taken care of when you come out on the boat that you you'll you'll walk away going wow what a phenomenal experience now if you are only going to go on a boat and you're only thing is I got to catch fish. I don't care how I'm treated. It doesn't matter. Oh my gosh. That we don't, we don't like those people because they, they're not fisher people. They're there. You go to the rest or go to the fish market, go to Tommy Gomes and just go buy some fish, keep your money in your pocket and go buy some fish. But so the sport boat, the charter boat, we treat you the best we could possibly treat you. Like I used to tell my deckhands, Nobody on the boat wants to know how tired you are. So lose that attitude right now. We don't want to care. There's nobody on the boat working that's tireder than I am because I'm doing everything plus, but I'm not going to portray that to my passengers because they came on the boat. It's their day. They saved up all year to come out. They did whatever they did to get to the point where they got to come with us on our boat. They don't want to hear about how tired you are. They don't want to see, see you on your flipping phone all day. Your main concern is the passengers on the boat, okay? So now that you understand that whole thing, when you go out, let's say the, let's say you're going on a boat tonight. And I don't even, let's just say you're going on an overnight boat. Let's say it's $300, okay? So if you put in your mind, it's a $300 trip. I'm going to tip 60 bucks. That's a that's a great tip. Don't I'm not knocking the tip. That's great. But think about this. If you go on an overnight boat, there's two captains and there's probably three crew members. So you gotta stop. If the service sucks and if it's a shitty or if it's a poopy boat and the service sucks and the captain's a dick and everybody's an ass, 
0.0.0 tip. Do not tip that boat. Do not tip that boat. Do not go on that boat again. Do not have anything to do with that boat. Don't tip those people. But if you get on a boat and if boat is super clean and the crew is super attentive and they're talking to you and laughing and enjoying the day, at the end of the trip, it does not matter what you caught. If you're tipping according to what you catch, don't go with us. There's plenty of boats that'll take you. Don't go with me. I don't I, I, I don't want that. But I'm trying to explain to you, if it's a $300 trip and you tip 60 bucks, you tip 20%, okay? That is going to be split up between the five people. I know you didn't think of that, but I'm just trying to help you. And I'm not begging for money and I'm not... Believe me, that's not how this industry works. That's not how the industry works. I'm trying to explain to you so that you understand. If you tip a dollar and there's five crew members, that dollar gets split up five ways. I just want you to understand. It's not going to a restaurant or a bar and tipping 15 or 20%. That's not the same thing. Because if you have the best service, let's just say I went to my daughter-in-law's restaurant tonight, Naked Fishing. We have the greatest service ever. I'm planning on tipping 20%. But I might have seen the waiter or waitress. for If it was the greatest service in the world, I may have seen them for 10 minutes. The whole night. If you added up all the time they were with me. When you get on a sport boat or a charter boat, that crew is with you the whole time you're out there. The whole time. So remember that. They're there the whole time and they are working their butts off to try to find you some fish and try to make sure that you're taken care of and your food is phenomenal and the boat is clean and you're, the boat's not dirty and they're constantly washing it and scrubbing it and keeping everything clean and talking to you and your children and your spouse and making jokes and having a good time and keeping the, the morality up and having a nice time out on the boat. I am not talking about the guy's and you can text me or you can send me a message at 949-374-0786. I'll tell you the boats I would never go on. But uh, I'm not going to do it on here because too many of those boats, their owners are friends of mine and stuff. But yeah, there's just the mentality of the tipping thing is something that nobody really ever talks about or addresses. And no one really understands how the whole tipping thing works on a boat. So let's say you went on the Fury with Marcus and you guys had the Fury's beautiful. It's super clean. They're, they're super attentive to you all day. And you went out with Marcos, Marcus and the, uh, the price of the trip was 300 bucks. But there's five crew members. You think each one of them did a good job. So you give 20 bucks to each one of them. So you tipped 100 bucks. That's a phenomenal tip. Everybody's happy. Now you understand. You don't want to tip them $9 or $8.75 or $8.33 and a third cent. Remember, every tip you give gets split up five ways. If it doesn't get split up five ways, then that's a scuzzy captain and you don't want to go with him anyway. All the tips get split up evenly amongst all the crew. Now, when you get into the long range stuff and the galley tips and all, 
that's a different animal. We're talking about day boats, half day, three quarter day, overnight boats. We just used the Fury as an example. They, Marcus runs an incredible operation on there, takes super good care of the people. But uh, that's just how that whole tipping thing should be handled when you're thinking about taking a trip on a sport boat. You do tip however you want to tip. Everybody can tip however they want. I'm just trying to explain to people how the tipping thing works and why it's part of the deal in the industry. And it's not, it's not, no one ever put projects it like they do at the restaurants or the bars. You already know that it's so far out there in the restaurants and bars that they're getting, they're getting taxed on their tips. So they're expecting the tip. On the sport boats, we don't expect anything. We're hoping that we did a nice enough job that you feel compelled to give us a little bit of that hard-earned money. But we're all working the same amount. We're not going to change the way we work because we can tell that you're not going to tip us. But uh, that's how that works. Now, if you're a private boater, we're going to get into this here in a few minutes. But uh, real quick, gang, it's Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. We got two more days. We got Friday. We're going to give away the grab bag from uh, Promar of all the cool stuff that we're going to give away. But uh, that's all you got to do is visit the website. Go through the QR code I just flashed up on the window or up on the video here. Grab that QR code. Enter Promar through there. You don't have to purchase anything. When you're in there looking around at the store, Elliot and myself are able to tell who you are. And we're going to give away that free bag of swag to one lucky person. All you got to do is go in through the QR code. Now, where it gets a little tricky is if you don't go in through the QR code, but you're listening on a podcast somewhere, when you're in the store and you're getting your HoopNet stuff or you're getting whatever you're going to get and you'll be blown away, Promar pretty much makes every single thing that we fish with. They make the bait scoops, the landing nets, the gaffs. The sabikis, the sabiki rods, the live deception flash lures, the deception uh, cedar plugs. They make, when you went, go into this website and look at Promarahi USA, you're going to be blown away by all the products that they make that you use that you didn't even know that Promarahi is the creator of them. So when you're in there, look around, have fun in the website, check out all the cool stuff. And remember, gang. 31, 31 more days to lobster season opener, October 1st, 31 more days. When you're in the Promar shop there, look at the hoop nets, look at the, look at the bait tubes, get the rope, get the buoys, start getting a little bit at a time, maybe one or two nets today, one or two nets next week. So then by the time it's time for the season, you have your five nets. And believe me, as we get into the middle of September, we're going to get, we're going to talk a lot about hoop netting because I love hoop netting. Kelly girl's got the largest lobster ever caught in California. She'll be talking about hoop netting on the shows on Thursdays. We're going to do a lot of stuff about hoop netting. I promise you to keep that dream alive and keep that going. And over at our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, we give you every spot you need to be catching lobsters at in Southern California. I cover all the bases, all the spots, give you everything you need to show you how to hook all the gear up and everything. But what I want you to do 
is get a little bit of that lobster gear. Get a little bit. Get Buy some of the ropes or buy some of the buoys or buy some of the bait tubes. Little bit here, a little bit there. You do not want to go out there without 10 nets. Unless you're by yourself, then you can't. But you want to have at least 10 nets on your boat. So make sure you start to, don't buy them all at once. That's a giant amount of money. But if you trickle it out, you'll have plenty. You'll have enough nets for when the season opens in 32 days. It's going to be an incredible lobster season. You're going to have a great time if you follow our simple game plans. Go to Promar, go to the website, check out all the cool stuff they have. And you save 10% shopping with my code, YSWG, or shopping through the QR code that's up there on the screen. So go check out Promar, and uh, hopefully we're giving you away this bag of swag on Friday on Reed's show. All right, gang. So now we're, we're going to go on our private boat because now we got a whole different, and if you are, don't have a private boat, just kick back and listen because there'll probably be some humor in it. I don't know. Every once in a while I say something funny. But if you're on your own private boat and you're going fishing, you should bring some cash in your pocket. A lot of people don't carry cash anymore. But if you're going fishing on your private boat, bring some cash. The bait barge doesn't take an ATM. The bait barge doesn't take Venmo. The fuel dock doesn't take Venmo. Gang, if you have to pull into the fuel dock to get fuel, when you pull up to the fuel dock, you're going to get some fuel. Give the kid that's working on the fuel dock a couple dollars, one or two bucks. That's that's cool. He's going to be stoked if everybody gave him a buck or two when they pulled up to the fuel dock. It just feels good to give the young man that's working on the fuel dock a couple bucks. He's going to watch your boat a little bit closer next time you come in. He's going to keep an eye on your fuel make sure you don't spill it in the harbor. The fuel dock's a place to give a couple bucks to as a tip to the guys that are working on the fuel dock. It's just part of the deal. It has been that way forever. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But you don't need to make a bunch of rude comments because you don't believe in it and all that stuff. I don't want to. I'm sorry. I'm only going to be me. I don't care what you believe in. You're wasting your time when you make those comments and those posts. Just like when I put out all the videos I put out and I put out here, here's something that'll blow your mind. You guys, oh, Dave, I put out 28 brand new videos every week. Elliot, everyone knows Elliot. He's the one that drives all my social media. We put out 28 brand new videos a week. I don't put out those 28 videos so you can tell me what you think you I should do. That's so funny. I think it's hilarious. And I don't want to know what you think I should do on this tipping thing. I've been doing this for a living for 48 years. Family owns nine of the sport boats. I have a really good idea of what the right way to do things and the wrong way to do things are. But if you want to leave those silly comments, you go right ahead. When you pull up to the bait barge, let's just go to Dana Point, for example. You pull up and you're talking to Jeff and you're like, hey, Jeff. Your saltwater guy told me you had this, that, and that bait, that, that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave's my friend because Jeff's almost every bait guy on the coast is my friend. So you just mention my name at the bait barge. And then when you're all done getting your bitchin' bait, put in your bait tank, give them a tip. Tip the bait barge attendant. Five bucks. Five bucks, five bucks. If you're getting if you're getting five or six scoops, 20 bucks. Give them a tip, gang. The guys out there on the bait barge, they live on the bait barge. They're out there 
for days and days and days at a time. And their, their number one job is to make sure you have phenomenal bait in your bait tank when you go fishing. It's going to help. It's going to change the way that they treat you. It, I don't care what you say. The bait barge guys know the people that tip them and they know the people that don't. I know the bait barge guys watch me up and down the coast. We're not trying to get you guys in trouble. The guys that fish for the bait, the owners of the bait boats, they all understand. Everybody knows how the whole system works. You take care of the bait barge guy, he's going to take care of you. It's just the way it happens in the world. So you want to pay attention to that and make sure that you're taking care of your bait barge attendant. Another thing about the bait barge, we talk about this on our podcast. We talk about this on our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. When you're going to the bait barge gang, do not go to the bait barge at 6 o'clock in the morning. That's ridiculous. Do not go to the bait barge at 6 o'clock in the morning. Everybody goes to the bait barge at 6 o'clock in the morning. Do not go. Go at 5. If you can't get there at 5, don't go till 7. Because everybody's there everybody's there the bait barge attendant can't really be social with you and talk to you for any time because there's a hundred boats in line right behind you that all want bait so they can't be as personable as they want to be but if you get there at five in the morning when no one's in line you guys can have a chit chat talk laugh have a good time make fun of captain dave they all know who i am they know me very very well you guys can talk about me do stuff like that kevin cubby paul yeah, everyone just try to get along. But I uh, love you, Cub. Hope you're doing good. I'm still up here in beautiful Lake Tahoe. It's my last day. I'm really bummed. I'm leaving my granddaughter, my son, and my daughter, and I'm going back to Cabo tomorrow. I'll start crying if I talk about it anymore. But, yeah, I'm having a great time here, Cub. Wonderful spending time with my granddaughter. Been such a good time. Such a good time. So, gang, just... There's just certain things you got to remember about tipping. It's not, don't tip angrily and don't tip on what you caught. Gang, the whole idea of going fishing is the hunt, the fun, the camaraderie, the people on the boat, all the different things that go into effect. If you're only going fishing to catch fish and if you don't, your day sucks, That that's terrible i'm sorry that you live that way i love fishing i don't care if i catch i can make a hundred cast right here on the lake at lake tahoe i i know my chances of catching a fish are slim and none because the mackinaw don't come up into the shallows but i'm still standing there casting because i love to fish and you never know what's going to happen yesterday we went up and fished this lake up here blue water lake cubby you wouldn't believe it it's full of cutthroats and we got there a half an hour before the sun came up and the fish started to bite. We got three right away. Bam, bam, bam. I got one. My son got one and his friend got one. And then as soon as the sun was, you could see, we were covered up by mosquitoes. Covered up like Zach and I are so bit up right now. It stopped our bite. It stopped our phenomenal trout fishing. It was so fun. But uh, no, can't do it with the mosquitoes. But gang. What I'm trying to tell you is I love to fish. 
I'm just into it. And I will never, ever go on a boat and tip the captain according to what I catch. If that's how you approach it, what if you suck at fishing? What if you're just a sucky fisherman and you only tip if you catch? Well, that's not fair to the captain or the crew because you suck. You're going to tip according to your talent level in fishing. That's kind of silly. That's kind of goofy. But think about that. There's a post right now on Facebook that the guy's talking about he left a shitty tip because he didn't catch anything. That's sad. I've already, I charter a lot of boats down here in Mexico and uh, I already know what I'm tipping before I even get on the boat. I don't care. I know the guy. I've been fishing with him for a long time. I already know we got as good a chance of catching as we don't, but there's a good chance we won't catch. It's fishing. Jeez, Louise, if that's what you're going to tip according to what you catch, gosh, you're just, you don't even understand. Like I said, the whole crew, everybody on the boat works way harder when they're not biting than they do when they're biting. It's easy. You go fishing with Cubby or I and the fish are biting. We know how to kill them. We're very proficient at it. We like it and we're into it and we do it very, very good and very, very quick. But if you go out with Kevin and I and you drive around with us all day and we don't catch anything. Do you think we didn't work all day? Do you think we didn't try? That's crazy. Why not include the tip in the price of base? Really? Well, that's kind of a shitty thing. Then, Sean, if you did that, could you imagine the shitty service you would get? Sorry. But that's, yeah, no. And when I go to a restaurant and they include the tip array, I'd never go to that restaurant again, ever. Because you're already setting up for crappy service. So if you include the tip in the brace price, you've already set up for crappy service. You're already set up that the crew's going to suck. It's just the way it is. I'm sorry. That at the end of the day, that cash in your hand is such a bitching thing. I'm just telling you from doing it for a living for 48 years. That is pretty much why I am so passionate to explain to you how the whole tipping thing works. And I think it's super important. And I see all you guys talking about this. Um... Oh, yeah. And then they th thank you, Brian. Yeah. And then the government's going to get their grubby little paws on your money, on your tip money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's. Believe me, if you believe the government needs more of our money to go, then fire the crew. What are you talking about, Sean? What are you talking Do you know how hard it is to find anybody to work? I don't know if you go outside and look around at what's going on in the world today, Sean, but my goodness, <laughs> my son's been looking for 250 employees for a year and a half. $25 an hour. He needs them right now. There's nobody wants to work anymore. If you find some people that want to work, you don't want to fire them. Sean, relax. man. One more lame comment, though. And now you won't have to worry about watching this show anymore. <laughs> I'll promise you that. Unbelievable. That's the problem with... I'm just trying to share some info. 
on what's going on. We're not going to change the whole int- industry because Sean doesn't like it. That's <laughs> so silly. That's like these people that call me up all the time because my number's everywhere. And they tell me, I watch your videos all the time and I don't like the way you talk. <laughs> this, 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 uh, oh my God, that's so funny. Don't watch them. My goodness. I would never have thought back when I was watching cartoons as a little kid, because that's how you act when you tell me you take the time out of your busy day to call me to tell me that you don't like what I'm talking about. Don't watch Rick Dreyer. Oh, my gosh. All the superstars are on here today. Everybody's watching us. (laughs) No, it's not, Ace. That would be funny, though, if it was. That would be funny. But I do like banning people. It's kind of fun. But yeah, if you don't like what I'm saying, don't watch. It's pretty simple. But don't try to get me canceled. That's ridiculous. When I was watching Roadrunner, I didn't get pissed when the Coyote couldn't catch him over and over again and call CBS and tell him not to play Roadrunner anymore. Gang, this is ridiculous. What a weird world we're living in today. Unbelievable. There's a lot of incentive to do well on the sport boat industry and on the charter boat and the yacht industry. The better you do, the better the chances of you getting a better tip. But we all work at a very high level. The good guys, we work very, very hard. He needs child protective services in Bend, Oregon, Rick. Yep. They can't get any employees. Nobody can. My son at the Hard Rock, they need servers they need servers right now lots of them just changed hands they need servers. this is my son's house i'm at my son's house sitting on his patio in beautiful south lake tahoe and uh thank you all very very much for watching the show speaking of tips since we're here if you could leave sprinkle some uh stars across the facebook page grab my youtube channel and hit the subscribe button Hit the like. Gang, I had no idea how important this like thing was. I've watched all these videos for years on YouTube and the guy begging for the likes. Make sure you hit the like button. Subscribe to my channel. I'm like, I already subscribed. I'm not hitting like. This like button thing is mind-boggling how it affects the algorithm. How they allow people to go look at your videos. It's all about that like button. You can put out the hottest content in the world, but man, if no one hits the like button, they're not going to keep promoting or putting your videos out so people can see them. So if you can help me out, hit the like button over there on YouTube. It's super important. Okay. That's a great question, Ace. All right. So the jackpots. I ended up on the boat I ran. I just ended up getting rid of it, not even having it on the boat. It's such a giant hassle. Just a giant flipping hassle. We did away with it. It, it caused nothing but brain damage. But, um, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of the captains, a lot of the boats ha- still have a jackpot. And uh, half to the crew and half in your pocket. A lot of guys just take out everything they spent for the day. Let's say price of your trip and your food and give the rest to the crew, Whatever. That jackpot's a real screwed up thing. It's a real screwy deal. Too many boats put too much emphasis on the jackpot. Worrying about that. There's so much controversy. 
that 30 years ago, I just quit having them on the boats I was running. It just wasn't worth it. But half probably would be a great number to always think of half the jackpot. So, yeah, thank you, Brian. Yeah, if you could hit the like button, subscribe, all that stuff. Those of you that are listening on Spotify and Apple and Megaphone and all the podcast carriers, that all you got to do is just listen to me. All you got to do is listen to me. That, that, that helps the algorithm over there big time. Keep pushing our stuff out in front of people that like to fish, like to have a, a good time, like to smile, like to have fun. That's my audience. There's a lot of haters that think they are my audience. They come in and they try to hate for a little while and then they leave. Doesn't really work very well. And usually I make them cry because they can't handle. I'm pretty quick, pretty witty. I get on them pretty, pretty, pretty quick. Yep. It doesn't, it's, it's a weird animal, that jackpot. So I try to stay away from it as much as I can. So, Remember how to tip. It has nothing to do with your price of your ticket. No, it can't because that's not fair. Think about it, okay? And remember, the the crew on the boat, they were with you all day. If it's a 20-hour trip, they were there all 20 hours. The captain, the deckhand, the second captain, the cook, the chef. Everybody's with you the whole time. So you can't tip like it's a restaurant or a bar. You just can't because it's just not fair. And then uh, on your private boat, remember, take care of the bait barge attendants. They're, they're super important to your success. And they do remember you. And they'll be there when you get back. The next time you go out, they're going to be standing there. Yes, absolutely. No incentive to do well. You're right. GP, yep. That's why we don't include it in the price. It's not, it's not even, it wouldn't even matter. Yeah, the booger eaters love to complain, Tim. You're right. They just, they see me out here having fun, living this phenomenal life. They don't understand how hard it is. It's such a hard time. When I get done here, I'm going to go inside and play with my granddaughter. And tomorrow I'll be on the beach in Cabo by the afternoon. My life's really hard and they don't understand how hard it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Gang, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, sprinkle some of those stars out on the Facebook. I really appreciate it. And uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to make the 12 o'clock show tomorrow. So let's try to do that just to be safe because I, I land at like 11.45 tomorrow in Mexico. Let's do tomorrow's show at 2 o'clock just in case you don't know what happens at customs or what's going to happen. So tomorrow's show, and Elliot will put it out there, will be at 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So no show at noon tomorrow. Sorry all of you that come watch the show from work, but I can't. I'll be, it'll be too tight. The airport in Cabo. I don't know how many people are going to Cabo tomorrow or how crowded it'll be, but we'll do the show tomorrow at two o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Tomorrow is Akuma Wednesday. And then, gang, don't, can you believe I got Reed the Fishmonger on the show on Friday? I am so excited about that show. Reed is so 
fun to watch and listen to and see all his knowledge and his love of fish and how he takes care of every piece. It's like Tommy Gomes. It's like a younger version of Tommy Gomes with a ginormous following. The guy is so fun to talk to. He's such a down-to-earth human being. The show is going to be phenomenal on Friday. We got him for an hour. That show is going to go off at 1.30. It's not going to be the noontime show. So those of you that like to watch us live, remember that. But you can always find us on the podcast platforms. We've got so many shows out there. Are we ready to start putting the gym together, son? Um, in a second, I'm going to go get us some food. Oh, cool. I got a few minutes then. I thought he needed me. What? All right. Philly cheesesteaks for breakfast. Sounds phenomenal. So read the fishmonger. If you haven't seen him, if you don't know who he is, he's blown up all over Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. You can't miss him. He's everywhere. Go check out some of his videos. Go check out his stuff. We'll open it up for the last 20 minutes like we always do. You guys got some burning questions to ask him. And we'll find out how he got into this whole thing, where he came from. And, and we all know what he's doing now. He's making bitching videos, cutting fish, and teaching us how to eat it. And he's also, just like Tommy Gomes, a big, big advocate of understanding where your fish came from. And how important it is to back up the United States of America's commercial fishing industry. It's so sad that us as fish recreational fishermen attack our own people on our own land, the commercial fishermen of the United States of America. The United States of America has the largest consumption of seafood in the world, yet we crucify our commercial fishermen. It's so sad. It is absolutely so sad that we don't understand this and we can't wrap our head around it. We would rather have unsustainable fish brought in from foreign countries than to support our commercial fishermen here in the United States of America. Why, how did, when did we, when did that happen? I don't know when it happened, but it is, it's full speed and Reed will talk about it. The Tommy Gomes show, we talk about it with uh, Luke McFadden. We talked about it. It's just so sad that we're not allowed to sell our own seafood in our own country because we as Americans will buy the cheap seafood. And like Tommy Gomes always says, cheap seafood isn't good and good cheap seafood isn't cheap. We will not buy our own. We will not buy our own seafood. Why? That's so sad. And the craziest thing is, is, We'll buy it all day long from foreign countries that don't practice sustainable fisheries. And then we'll put money in the box to feed the sea lion. But we can't eat our own seafood. I don't understand it. Like these uh, purse saners that are out here fishing that yellowfin off Catalina. People went bananas. Their quotas are so tight. The way they fish is so tight. They're not going to affect the population of the fish out there. Plus, we love to eat tuna. Let us catch the tuna in America and eat them in America. Wouldn't that be rad, Dan, if we actually ate our own fish? Yep, John's Fish Market is local, local caught fish. 99.9% .9 of that fish is caught 
locally, it's like I said in, a few minutes ago, origin of your fish is such an important thing. When we were talking with Tommy Gomes in his shop, we talked about the Patagonian toothfish. And we talked about how that's been exploited and it's been exploited all over the world. And you guys will stand in line to buy a piece of Chilean sea bass, which is a fish that doesn't even exist on the planet Earth. It's a made up name, but you guys will stand in line to buy it. But the actual fish is called the, the Patagonian toothfish. But you won't buy that. But you'll stand in line to get an unsustainable fish. And we'll call it the Chilean, Chilean sea bass. No such fish on the planet Earth. Look it up. This is what's going on in the world today. Shrimp. California are shrimp caught in the United States never makes it to the to the dinner tables in the United States because we buy that garbage from uh, Indonesia and, and uh, Thailand that's getting fed garbage in these little pens. It's just so sad. So you really, what I'm trying to let you know is you really want to be informed and you really want to pay attention. We have some phenomenal guests on here that try to tell you what's going on and all these scams that are going on. Tommy Gomes tried to tell you about it. Luke McFadden. Now we got Reed, who has a giant audience of the younger generation, which are the people that really need to hear this message. So it's going to be a great show. I'm super excited to have him on here. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty and talk about all these uh, things that are going on that are just so detrimental to the commercial fishermen of the United States of America. I mean, Dan, you know. San Diego, the whole town, the whole San Diego is all built off the backs of the commercial fishermen. Now you don't even barely see 10 commercial fishing boats in San Diego Harbor. But if you do see one, every booger-eating moron on the planet is like, Oh, he's the enemy. Oh, he's a commercial fisherman. He's an ocean raper. He's an ocean raper. My God, folks, relax. Gang, that's... He's a United States citizen. He's not an ocean raper. He's just going out there trying to catch some fish so you can have fish to eat. Sean. David. Love you, man. Love you. Go get us some Phillies. You want my credit card? No. Okay. All right, gang. So I think uh, I got pretty good on the tip thing. I think... Uh, I think we're pretty good. I think we covered everything. I was trying to read a couple questions. Listen, tomorrow, have all your questions ready. When I get off that plane, I'm going to set up as quick as I can. Two o'clock tomorrow will be the show. Text the show. Those of you that have to work, remember, you can listen to it on your way home on any podcast platform. You can start texting your questions in now to 949-374-0786. Remember, I give away a free shirt on text the show Wednesday and then Kelly gives his shirt away on Thursdays. All you got to do is send us in your questions and make sure you leave your name so we know who you are. All right. Make sure that you leave your name on the text message so I know who you are and I can tell you you won. All right, gang. Ace, that would be awesome. That would be fun. Everybody, thank you so much.
for another wonderful show. Giant audience. I'm, I love all of you. Thank you very, very much. Even the haters. You don't understand how much I love you. You guys, I love your hate. All right. I'll see you all tomorrow from uh, Cabo San Lucas. I'm going to go hang out with my granddaughter for the last 12, 14, 15 hours I get to be with her. Bye. <laughs>